Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where every single week, couple of friends sit down and talk about health or history or hunting or any of the good things in life. And this week, it is me, Jared, just a guy here who likes Zevia, lives in the desert where it rains all the time. I'm joined by my good friend, Connor, carrier of baby. <laughs> Lover of hats. Yeah, I got my Sunday hat on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible intro. <laughs> it was great. Let's keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, so this is we this is our second episode together um after not talking for a while. And we had a little break. Me and Corey recorded a lot. And we just did uh we just did the HRV episode. Um, so today we're going to kind of follow along some of those same topic as HRV. Um, we're going to revolve this topic around the aura ring and pregnancy, since you are in fact a carrier of babies right now, you are pregnant. Yeah. So you're pretty far along. How's everything going? Yeah, I'm 36 weeks. So we have, we have four weeks to go. But really, I mean, my last doctor's appointment, she said, all right, you're, you're ready to have a baby anytime. Any day now. <laughs> any, any time. He can come anytime. And you're like, great. I'm not anxious. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a ticking time bomb now. <laughs> yeah. This is good. That was yep. what I needed to hear. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I told Corey a couple days ago, too. I was like, we logged on to play games and I was like, eh? Any day, any mm-hmm. day, huh? Because yeah, you guys are due on the thirty first of March, and today we are recording, and it's uh, March fifth. Yeah, so I I don't know if this is my intuition. He mm-hmm. he can come anytime, but I think he's gonna go. I think we're gonna go past our due date. Oh, okay. I think he's gonna come late. Okay. What, and I have what, no just intuition, no reason. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny if you listen back on this episode <laughs> in like three years, and you're like, "Yeah, I think it's just my intuition. Intuition, you know, that's the way it's gonna go." Mm-hmm. And then th- after three years, you've learned nothing is ever what you think it is, no. or something. You know, it's something like crazy. Like looking back, you're like, "Oh God, how wrong I was." Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. You look, you look good. It's good to be here with you. Um, so how about we get into, to some of our topic today, which we we've, you started using the aura ring right around when you got pregnant, right? Yeah, it was. Okay. So we found out, gosh. Okay. So you and I, we recorded episode 144 at the end of mm-hmm. August and it was the episode on how to actually use your aura ring whoop or Apple watch. And that recording that episode turned me on to the aura ring. Yeah. And we had we had found out, 
end of July that we were pregnant. And so I started using the aura ring at the end of September. So we recorded that episode. I thought about it for a few weeks and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I had a birthday early in September. And so it was a birthday present. So I got, I got the aura ring and I started using Boom. it. Yeah, yeah. It was really good timing. So the aura ring, if you guys aren't familiar, the aura ring tracks a bunch of health metrics. Um, uh, tracks hrv like we said mm-hmm. which is heart rate variance it tracks resting heart rate it tracks uh respiration rate it tracks your activity how many steps you're getting um i mean almost anything you can think of as far as health goes it's tracking and it's a little ring you mm-hmm. wear just like a little fashionable ring you put on your finger um and it does all this tracking what else does it what else can you think of that it tracks that i've missed sleep um, is a big one sleep oh rem sleep yeah totally. yep. that's the biggest one REM sleep, yeah. uh, light sleep or deep sleep. It tracks different stages, tracks your total sleep, um, gives you like a recovery tool metric to spit back at you to see how recovered you are. Um, and yeah, activity. Um, so what got you interested in using the Aura? Was it just from that conversation? Yeah, really, it was talking to you because you had used it. I don't know how long you had used it up until that point. Yeah, it was a couple months. New. Yeah. But you had been using new. it for a few months and you were gathering a lot of good data. You started changing a lot of your habits. And I would say I was really interested in having some sort of tool I could use to help gauge my efforts, kind of help me set some daily goals, help me prioritize recovery, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, at that point, and we can talk about this, in pregnancy, I had lost my way a couple times during pregnancy as far as movement routine goes. Okay. Or what program I should follow. Or it was just, and at that point, when I first got the aura ring, pregnancy was uncharted territory for me. This is the first time I've been pregnant. First trimester was really hard. I was sick. I had morning sickness, not just in the morning. It was all day sickness. Mm -hmm. Um, There's I had headaches. I I didn't feel great. And I'm also that was combined with my personality, which is I am the type of person who always feels like they're not doing enough. Yeah. So it was a really hard. It was a really hard time period to navigate alone. Because I didn't really trust my intuition where you wake up and you think, oh, I feel kind of sick and nauseous today, but I feel like I should go to the gym. And so it was it was just really hard. I was constantly questioning myself, you know, should I go Mm -hmm. to the gym? Should I push it? I'm not I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good reason to start. And. That's the type of information that Aura will give you, though, is how if you do push it hard, you'll see a lack of recovery or, you know, if you have a perceived push or ah, really pushed hard, but you actually see, oh, I'm mm-hmm. either didn't push as hard as I do or my body actually recovered very well. I can continue that type of effort, um, whether you're pregnant or not. But in your case, through pregnancy. Um, so why why is how has it been a good tool? For you uh, during pregnancy 
compared to because you, you you've used a couple things in the past for tracking um mm-hmm. for like athletic performance and stuff like that but how did you kind of shift your mindset to use it as a tool for pregnancy yeah that's a good point i used i've used the whoop in the past but it, it had been a while it had been a gosh it had been at least two years since i used the whoop mm-hmm. and <laughs> i think after our podcast together where we recorded that episode, just learning more about the data that it's collecting and how easy it is, how easy it is to wear and access that data. That was really appealing. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like aura aura in my mind is kind of more of the pace setter in this industry. You know, Whoop is up there, Apple Watch is up there, but the Aura Ring, the way it prioritizes rest and recovery, I think that's kind mm-hmm. of its hallmark. And I think that in this season of my life throughout pregnancy, I needed to make that a priority. And I was seeking a tool that would help me do that and give myself some grace with training. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So the aura ring and the whoop and the whoop and Apple Watch and anything else out there, they each have their own proprietary coding mm. for how much impact those health metrics impact uh, say a recovery score or a mm-hmm. sleep score. So aura will have a different code for how well or how um good your recovery is based on how much REM sleep you have. Mm. right mm-hmm. so whoop could give you a totally different recovery score even though you did the same amount of sleep their mm-hmm. their coding is just different and aura tends to prioritize and reward the user for having better sleep so you have a better recovery score yeah and it tends to negate or kind of ding you on um uh like uh like really hard overexertion types of things mm-hmm. um, which would affect your recovery as well so yeah in that case i could totally see how during pregnancy you would want that like it's pretty important to stay recovered and growing <laughs> yes yeah. during pregnancy right <laughs> man and before so before i got the aura ring i was in my first trimester i was really sick and nauseous all the time and tired i was yeah. i was tired and i was following a crossfit style program but i was cherry picking workouts so it felt mm-hmm. very random. It felt, it didn't feel good. I was doing probably three workouts a week on average, but cherry picking them, kind of going through the week of programming and saying, ah, I don't know what I feel like doing today. Uh, I guess I could do that. And then I was walking. I was doing about three to four dog walks a week. Mm-hmm. And I was, that's what I was trying to do before the aura ring. And I would say during that first trimester was the first time I lost my way because I was trying to check in with my body. I didn't know what workouts to do. I didn't know how intense I should be doing these workouts. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep lifting. I wasn't following a concrete lifting plan. And all I knew was I want to remain active throughout this entire pregnancy. And I feel like I'm not getting off on the right foot. Yeah. There's so many conflicting things out there 
when it comes to pregnancy and exercise and activity. Mm-hmm. The traditional thing is like, no, you have to stop everything. You have mm-hmm. to like be on like second to bed rest almost, right? Mm-hmm. That's like very traditional and, and yeah. you know, there's a new way of thinking of uh, exercise is really good for you to maintain strength and pelvic floor strength and do all these things and just general health. Um, while you're pregnant, you can still do it. So long as you were already doing it before you were pregnant. Yeah. That's been kind of like the newer age thing. So if you were already doing like high intensity exercise um, before you were pregnant, you can continue to do that while pregnancy. We have a lady mm-hmm. who's pregnant who's, oh my God, she's like on the same pace as you actually. Oh yeah. She, she's nine months pregnant now going or between eight and nine months mm-hmm. and she's still doing CrossFit, but she had always been like very competitive before she was pregnant. And this is her third child. So she's like aware of, you know, she has more awareness about it. And she's, she still did the open, like RX. Nice. It was fucking crazy. It was Good fucking for crazy. Her. Um, but traditionally, that would be like, whoa, like, what are you doing? You're going to like kill yourself and your child. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- with all those conflicting things out there, it is hard to like f- to p- find the right path that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... As uh, you started using the aura ring um, when when you got pregnant, mm-hmm. as you started to use that data, and you kind of shifted your workouts and your training and your activity, what trends did you notice? Oh yeah, the, so when you look at when you open the aura app, there's kind of three areas that are highlighted. It's sleep, readiness and activity. And those are the three things that you can scroll through. And so looking at that data for the past eight months, sleep was probably the biggest thing I noticed right off the bat. And the biggest thing I adjusted in that for me, if I want to get, for me to feel rested, especially during pregnancy, I feel like I need nine hours of sleep for me to get. Was that during pregnancy or is that like always? I don't know because I wasn't really tracking my sleep. Yeah. This way. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I think previously I would kind of use the eight hours as a gauge plus or minus. So I'd be like, oh, I really I want to get eight hours of sleep. If I'm at seven, I'm okay but I want to shoot for eight. So what I was realizing is for me to get nine hours of sleep, I actually have to be in bed for 10 or more hours. Yeah. For me, and especially throughout pregnancy, I, sometimes it takes me a long time to fall asleep. Sometimes I get up multiple times throughout the night to go to the bathroom. And so there's lots of sleep disruptions. So really that was eye opening. Because before the aura ring, I would say for me to get eight hours of sleep, I go to bed at this time, I wake up at this time, and I just assume I'm sleeping the whole time, right? Right. So what the aura ring was showing me in the beginning is, okay, you were in bed for nine hours, but you're only getting seven and a half hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, oh, I need to be in bed earlier. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If I want to get adequate sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, 
don't fall asleep right when we go to bed, obviously. And or bring it is really right. cool how they are able to tell that, hey, you're laying down and you're in bed. You're not asleep yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how don't know how they do that. It's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So that's probably the biggest adjustment I made and the biggest trend I paid attention to right away. Um the second trend that I noticed and I looked back at my monthly data trends for readiness. So in readiness, they're looking at resting heart rate and HRV. So that heart rate variability score. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, and this is what most women observe throughout their pregnancy, is HRV tends to decrease during pregnancy and heart rate, resting heart rate typically increases during pregnancy. And that's exactly what I observed also. So I do not have my HRV data from pre-pregnancy. So that's data I wish I had. But in general, my HRV score went from 76 at the end of September when I first started using Aura. And now it's around like 43. Whoa. Yeah. And so that's, that's looking at the trends over the course of the past eight months. Wow. That's a big, that's a good I'm, drop. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> so and that's from like basically end of first trimester, first trimester-ish up until now that you're in the third trimester. Yeah. And actually <clears throat> recently, and we can talk about the shifts in training that have happened between first, second, and third trimester. Yeah. But what's what I'm noticing now, now that I have, you know, four more weeks to go before my due date, my HRV is actually in going back up. Hmm. And I think I think the reason it's going back up is my training volume has decreased a lot, especially recently, because for me, I look at labor and delivery as I got a taper for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I think a fear of mine is I don't want to go into labor and already feel drained, taxed, sore. Yeah. I want to go into labor feeling ready. This is what I've been yeah. training for. This is the event. Yeah, dude, I was just going to say this is the event, right? This is my this yeah, is this day. is this is my event and I don't know when it's coming. And so I'm very cautious and careful right now. Um and I've completely shifted gears with training. What training looks like, what it feels like. And again, I am the type of person that never feels like they're doing enough, but right now I'm choosing to say, you know what, a 30-minute walk is enough. You know, a 20-minute workout with a resistance band is enough. Because if I go into labor tomorrow, I, I want to be able to endure that and be ready for it. Yeah. So I do. I feel like that, I feel like I'm tapering for it. <laughs> that's a really good way to look at it. I haven't ever thought about it like that. Like that nine months of basically training for the event, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So when I hear, because Corey was talking about, um, is it Tia? Tia's pregnant and doing open workouts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good for her. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's already been doing that, right? Yes. I mean, she's the fittest woman on earth, I guess. Yeah. But the past 20 years. But yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a bit different, huh? So, Um, but yeah, those have been my HRV trends. It went from averaging 76 down to 43 and then my recent average has gone back up to about 59 59 60 but i think it's because my training volume has decreased so much the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. so makes sense yep you have you've afforded yourself more recovery what else besides hrv anything other other trends that have gone up or down or better or worse yeah so resting heart rate has been interesting to observe so again Mm -hmm. typically most women experience an increase in their resting heart rate and there's a reason for that and the reason is your your blood volume increases by 30 to 50 percent during pregnancy wow so the amount of blood that's being pumped by your heart so your cardiac output increases by up to 50 percent which is crazy yeah so i i read somewhere a statistic that women can see up to a 20 beats per minute increase in their resting heart rate so if your resting heart rate is 50 by the end of pregnancy, you might see your resting heart rate as, what is that, 70? 70, yes. Oh, my God. Right. So I, my increase, I've noticed an increase um, in September, which I don't, again, I don't have my resting heart rate from pre-pregnancy, but end of September, when I was still in the first trimester, my resting heart rate was 52, and now it's about 57 on average. Okay. So I saw a, an uptick. It's an uptick in resting heart rate, but it's not it's yeah. not 20 beats. Right, that's extreme. That's a big one. I think maybe ba- just based on whatever I'm thinking about it, it the like the more trained you are, the less uh increase you might have. I believe heart, that. Yeah. Rate, right? Yeah. Your heart can, is more trained and more efficient so it doesn't need to go up mm-hmm. so dramatically. Yeah. But I think in general, most women see an increase. Yeah, we'll have it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much more blood. It's, it's going yeah. to happen no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Because you're, you're literally, you're pumping so much more blood. Right. So that was, that's been interesting to observe. And then I think the last trend that I noticed was activity. So that's another thing I looked back on for the past eight months or since September, which is not a full eight months, but. So when I first got the aura ring, I actually had a pretty big uptick in activity because before the aura ring, I wasn't feeling great. I was feeling nauseous, but in general, I was surprised when I started wearing the aura ring that my HRV is pretty good. I'm paying closer attention to sleep and I was getting activity recommendations. And so I was paying pretty close attention and trying to hit the daily goals. So mm-hmm. it gives you a daily calorie target to try to hit. I was walking a lot more. So I would say when I started wearing 
the aura ring. I kind of stopped cherry picking my workouts. Mm-hmm. And I got on a really routine, more structured schedule where I was doing two Metcons a week. I was, I mean, they weren't necessarily high intensity, but I was doing two Metcons a week. I was doing two days of lifting. So I was doing um, a powerlifting day where I would do bench, deadlift, or squat. And then I was doing an upper body day, which was probably more bodybuilding type style programming, higher volume, lighter loads. And then I was doing one day where I would do an endurance workout and it was rowing. And it was typically at least 20 minutes of rowing. And there was intervals, an interval row. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing five dog walks a week because Annie and I would yeah. go for a walk every day after work. Yeah. And so second trimester, I like hit a stride. The aura ring really helped me create more structure and kind of fall into that routine where I was balanced. I was balancing my training load with my recovery, which felt mm-hmm. good. That felt really good. Um. And then I would say probably partway through the second trimester, I noticed a drop in my activity. So I would say first trimester, it was saying, you know, I would get recommendations around like 450, 500 calories. That's your recommended daily burn. Mm -hmm. And then... Towards the end of my second trimester, my daily recommendation dropped to about 200, 250. And then in the third trimester, again, what I've observed is my activity recommendations are actually increasing. So there's a lot of days where it'll say, yeah, 450, you're rested, you're ready to go. But I'm kind of ignoring that recommendation. Yeah. I'm not really shooting to do that. I usually will do, I'll either walk for 30 minutes or I'll do a a light workout, a light lift. When I say light, it's most people would look at what I'm doing as accessory work or maybe typical or classic bodybuilding type exercises where it's lightweight, it's high volume. I'm using a really light resistance band or a light dumbbell. I don't break a sweat. Mm -hmm. It's boring. (laughs) Yeah. It's really boring, but I'm still staying active. Mm -hmm. That's, the most important part. I mean, it's going to be boring. People, have, you'd be okay with boring. I mean, it's if you made it up though, and it's for you. I don't think that's boring. I would never classify mm. as boring. But if I was to give it to like a class of people, I'd be like, okay, that's boring. Yeah. But for me, or for you, the person you're giving it to yourself, like this is what I want to yeah. do. This is. I'll clarify. I'm following a program. Like I'm following a third trimester program. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Yeah. But it's I don't want to share the name of the program because there are some things there's some things I like about it. There's some Mm -hmm. things I don't like about it. 
And but in general, it's giving me a template to work from. Sure. Which is nice. That's good. Yeah, it's giving cool. me some structure. Yeah. It's giving me it's a template. Um so yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to observe that because yeah, now a lot of days, because especially right now, I'm prioritizing sleep, I'm prioritizing recovery, mm-hmm. I'm walking days on the days in between my workouts. So my HRV is going back up and my activity recommendations are going back up because they're like, yeah, you're rested. You can you can challenge yourself today. Yeah. And I say, you no. Up for a challenge today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, just a side note, I really like that the aura ring kind of gives you a pep talk sometimes. Right. My aura <laughs> ring, you probably heard this messaging from your aura ring, but it'll say things... <laughs> Especially, man, whenever my HRV is tanked, it'll say things like, you'll pull through this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it, it'll say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Give a little extra time for rest today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it'll say, don't push it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't go I sit. won't. Need a yeah. break? Yeah. Need a yeah. break? Yeah. So I like that the it aura ring the- says that. Just now, or a little bit ago, when we were recording, it gave me a notification, and it was like, "Time to stretch your legs a bit." Yes, because we've been recording for like yeah, just over two hours now. Yeah, what I yeah, like it does little things like that. Yeah, what I like is at I don't know six forty five. I think it's at six forty five or seven. Mm. The aura ring will say, "It's almost time to get ready for bed." <laughs> and I think <laughs> it's like oh, a parent. You're right. I'll go brush my teeth. <laughs> It is. It's literally like a parent. Yeah. It's kinda, wow. Oh man, I've never yeah. made that connection yet. But yeah, but hmm. those were those were all the trends I've kind of observed since I started yeah. using it. Those are very interesting. I really wish you had uh, data beforehand because that would have been really concrete. But you know, just to have it between the trimesters is really cool, and you'll be able to see what it is post-pregnancy as well, Mm -hmm. Um, see what it goes back, you know, how things change, Um, and that'll be a cool episode and day that we can look at then, too. Um, So a lot of good things coming from using the aura during pregnancy and shifting activity um, to stay up, you know, to stay healthy and not only just grow your baby, but make sure you stay mentally and physically healthy. Mm -hmm. But what are some cons? Have you had anything issues with using it? Yeah, and I think I alluded to this a little bit in that I'm actually ignoring my aura ring a little bit right now, or I'm I'm ignoring the activity recommendations. But really, I think it's important to remember to not let this tool override your intuition. And that is a hard pill for me to swallow. Because I, when I first started wearing it, I really used it as my guide. This was my guiding light. If it says I need to expend 500 calories today, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lift. I'm going to do a Metcon. I'm going to do a walk later. I'm going to hit that goal. And that's what I needed at the time. But I also had days where I felt sick and tired and I wouldn't meet those goals. And I have days now where I never meet those goals. I'm not meeting my step goals. I'm not meeting the daily activity goals. I'm trying to meet my sleep goals. So I think it's important to listen to your body, which is hard for me to do. Because again, I'm the type of person who's 
doesn't feel like I'm doing enough ever. Yeah. So it it kind of told you the downside of using it is it it doesn't know that you're pregnant. There's no like pregnant mm-hmm. mode for the aura ring, right? It's just giving you data based on what your body is doing in generalities as far as like heart rate variance and heart rate and REM sleep and all these things. It's giving you the score. So it thinks like, hey, you're good to go. But you mm-hmm. have to know as the person. Now, I know I'm going through something a little bit specific right now, which is pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to shoot for the moon today. Yeah, exactly. One thing that's interesting that Aura started doing recently is you can add you can add tags. So I can add mm. a tag. So like if I when um Corey and I both had COVID um a few months ago and during that time I tagged that time period as I had COVID. That was a tag oh, cool. that was okay. offered. Yeah. So if you go back and look at that data, you can see, oh, that's when I had COVID. You can add a tag that says pregnancy. So when you go back and look at your data, you can say, oh, that's when I was pregnant. That's why this, that, or the other thing looks that way. Mm. Another thing Aura has done recently is you can adjust your baseline goals manually. So instead of my baseline activity goal being 450, I can go in there and say, no, it's 250 now. Yeah. Which I really like. I really like that flexibility because for me, I want to feel like I'm meeting my goals versus constantly falling below what's recommended. Mm. I think it's really cool. I didn't know you could tag things like that. Mm -hmm. And undoubtedly, if you use those tags, Aura is just gathering that specific information mm. and then using it for, you know, whatever. Essentially, all these companies are just data companies. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that most companies today like Aura, Whoop, uh, the Apple Watch, even CrossFit in, in a lot of ways is just a data company. We're just mm-hmm. collecting a shit ton of data on workouts and it's happening in real time over a long period of time. It's like the ultimate experiment with all these companies because controlled <coughs> experiments like exercise science or, or health experiments run for eight weeks mm-hmm. or something, you know, a couple of weeks, but we have these for, we've been wearing them for over a year. People have been wearing these wearables for yeah. years at this point. So they have all this data and now they're going to get all this data from people that tag pregnancy or tag COVID and be able to see all these metrics. So maybe there will be a pregnant mode in the mm. future where you can just, I'm pregnant and now it's going to alter the the coding on it or whatever to kind of adjust what your recovery score would be, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. That's really really cool. Um hmm. Yeah, it'll be cool to see how this tool continues to evolve because just since I've started yeah. using it, th- those things have been recent additions mm-hmm. to the Aura Ring and what it's offering. Yeah, just just in the past year, the app has totally changed since we first started. Mm-hmm. Um, like the layout is pretty similar, but things that they've added and how they've adjusted things. So they added the O2 sensor as well, blood oxygen, mm-hmm. just in the past you know, six months. Uh, they've really done a lot of work with it, which is really cool. I appreciate it. Um, Matt, so what are you looking 
Okay, I'm going to ask. Oh, damn it. I don't want to get away from Aura too far. Uh-huh. What are you looking forward to the most about getting back into training post-pregnancy? Oh, Corey and I were just talking about this. I am. So I just said my my programming that I'm following now is boring. It's so boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't look forward to it. It feels like a chore. Yeah, it feels like a chore. But I do it because I feel like it's good for me. And so the payoff for me is worth it, is worth the boredom. But I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to having a program that I enjoy, that challenges me, and that I look forward to. Okay. I don't know what that looks like yet. But that's what I'm looking forward to. And also, mm, go ahead. You can join us in WildFit. Yeah, yeah. Man, I used to do I used to do a lot of the WildFit programming mm-hmm. with Corey, especially when we were in Reed City. Yeah. And you were programming for him. I feel like we did a lot of workouts together, which is fun. I I do miss yeah. that. I miss not doing workouts together. Because even even in the beginning, even during my first trimester and probably into my second trimester, when I was cherry picking workouts a little bit, there were mm-hmm. days where I'd be like, what are you doing today? And he's like, oh, I'm going to bench. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to bench with you. Yeah. But it was, it was nice to do those things together. Because right now, sometimes we'll work out at the same time, but we're doing different things. Mm-hmm. And so I do miss doing workouts together. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, and also, this is just my personality. I really... I mean, my, my training philosophy has changed a lot in that I'm not really competitive anymore. I'm not training for competition. However, I want to bring purpose to my training in some way. Yeah. And so I think it does help to have either a competition or event or something to train for. And Corey and I were floating the idea of getting involved with rucking, like find a go ruck community, get involved in that because they do, they do events, they do community events. And I think that Mm -hmm. would be nice to get involved with a fitness community again in some way. Yeah, that would be really cool. Go ruck is good because it's not something consistent you have to shoot for Mm -hmm. like every weekend or something. It's you pick an event and you try it out. Um, man, I wish you guys had a good CrossFit gym around you, but I, I'm so psyched about your garage gym too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you been know, great. It's such a fun thing to have. Um, but you, the community is something that, uh, is probably what I miss most for you guys to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you miss it, but something that like, you know, it's a great push and it's really good when you have a good community. Yeah, um, we, yeah. so <laughs> this is, this is kind of funny. Corey and I have been doing vision walks. So we, the last, the last two days we've gone on a vision walk and Mm -hmm. we should do another episode on this, but it's, you know how people make vision boards? Yeah. Yeah. They cut out images and they kind of envision their future. We've been going on vision Mm -hmm. walks and we've been talking about different, different areas. So relationships, community, home, family, health, wellness. We just talk about what do we want that to look like moving forward? Mm-hmm. And we just kind of talk about what we each envision in those areas. 
but yeah, for that's why we were talking about fitness. And we talked about being involved in a CrossFit community again would be great. Would be awesome. Yeah. And that I that could be a possibility in the future, really, because we might be moving a little bit north of where we are now. We might find ourselves closer to Traverse City. And I could see us going to a CrossFit gym again, twice a week, maybe, and then Mm -hmm. balancing that with working out in our home gym. Yeah, totally. It'd be really good. I mean, a lot of gyms do like a drop in punch pass and like Saturday workouts are always Mm. super fun. And then maybe one during the week when you guys have time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Man, I'm pumped for you to get back. I'm pumped for the kid most of all, but you to get back in training and doing what you want to do, lifting some heavy ass weight again and getting back to like that type of stuff for you. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting, Um, lifting heavy would be fun again too. Yeah. There's a, you can lift heavy while you're, while you're pregnant. Um, Mm -hmm. I lifted moderately during my first and second trimester. And then I, I haven't. I mean, I had that one experience that I shared with you where I did a box squat that I thought was moderately heavy or light and it wasn't (laughs) and it, it tanked my HRV and (laughs) it did not feel good. It did not feel good. So it was a good lesson to learn. That's good intuition for you, right? It's like, oh, okay, well, that was too much. Yeah. And that was, Um, that was the moment when I was like, I need to be careful because if I were to go into mm -hmm. labor after doing something like that, labor would be really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I like, I still can't, I I still go back to the fact I love that you're like training for an event. (laughs) I've never, I haven't heard that perspective and I think that's so smart. Mm -hmm. Um, well, is there anything else you want to add about the aura ring and pregnancy before we sign off today? Uh, one thing I want to mention is something I started using recently within the past week is the aura app offers meditations. And so I alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast of, I kind of feel like a ticking time bomb right now mm-hmm. during pregnancy, especially getting closer to the due date. There's a lot of stress, anxiety, and uncertainty that's involved with this phase of pregnancy. Going into labor and delivery, I want to feel, and I think most people want to feel, none of those things. You don't want to feel anxiety. You don't want to feel stressed. You want to feel really calm. You want to feel relaxed. You want to tap into your body and really work with your body's signals during pregnancy Mm -hmm. or during labor and delivery. And so I've been doing a lot more of the guided meditations. So either first thing in the morning or before bed, Mm -hmm. and they're, they're pretty short. They're maybe five minutes. And really it's, I want to focus on my breathing because breathing is really important during labor and delivery. Um, there's like three different stages of breathing that you want to pay attention to when you're giving birth. And I decided to do the meditation so that I could become more aware and in tune with my breath and my body. And I think that's something I want to prioritize this last month leading into labor and delivery so that when it happens, it's not a scary event 
where I feel anxious and out of tune with my breath and my body, but something that I can kind of lean into. Hmm. Makes sense. That's pretty smart. Don't do they. But so did you pick that up on your own or did there's got to be like. Breathing and like, you mean, you went through like a pregnancy course with mm. Corey, right? There's got to be like, they got to touch on breathing because that's a huge part of it, right? Yeah. Like, I can't remember the name of it. Is it Lamaze or something? Was that wrong? No, that's not. That's right. There's there's okay. Lamaze style breathing. Um, yeah. We didn't take a Lamaze class or anything. Yeah. In the class that we took, they talk about there's three stages, early labor. When it comes to your breath work, you want to just kind of like breathe into your contractions. Contractions mm. are pretty light at this point. They're not aggressive. And you want to focus on belly breathing. And you're just kind of breathing through those contractions, almost like a wave is passing over you. Hmm. What happens, well, I don't know if this happens with most people, but what can happen when we feel discomfort or pain as humans is we tend to shorten our breath and get kind of tight and anxious and nervous. And really with labor and delivery, you want to relax into those contractions to allow your body to do what it's meant to do, which is Mm -hmm. your contractions are actually contracting and pushing the baby downwards. If you resist that pain or that discomfort, you can actually tighten up your pelvic floor muscles and you can actually delay or prolong delivery by doing that. This is like, I have a weird memory right now of remember that one show on Netflix that had the breast milk thing. Mm. It was a series of things. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if it's on that or not. I don't think it is. Somewhere along the way, they talked about cultural differences somewhere. I don't know. Cultural differences in between the United States and Europe and anywhere different in the in the world Mm -hmm. and pregnancy delivery and how we our labors. Uh, the labor of people in the Western world is mm-hmm. so long and painful compared mm-hmm. to other places where the baby just like falls out almost because mm-hmm. there's like so in tune and heart the more Eastern practices maybe mm-hmm. harp on um, and teach. And it's just a thing to relax, um, have like a really calm environment. Like you're not at a hospital per se, maybe mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly, but regardless, the thing is like to relax and breathe and, um, yeah, have a way different experience than what we see on like TV. Because on TV and shows, yeah. we see like, yeah. get this fucking thing out of me, yeah. and uh, totally. it's crazy, right? But it's like that's not yeah. real. Man, that is so spot on. What we see on TV is yelling, screaming, tensing, squeezing mm. your partner's hand really hard. In our in one of our baby classes, they actually said, you know, if your partner is squeezing your hand, put put open their palm, open the palm of their hand and like massage it, massage it because Mm. you don't want tension. You don't want to tense up. You want to allow Mm -hmm. your body to do what it's supposed to be doing. So tension will delay things. And we also see 
every every hospital is different. So I don't I don't know what other hospitals are like. I know what our hospital is like. Um our hospital encourages active labor. So well, it encourages two things. It encourages laboring at home for, you know, a certain amount of time until your contractions get to a certain point. When people go to the hospital early, before they're through early labor, there's more interventions that tend to happen. So when they admit you to the hospital, if you're not showing progress with dilation or if you're not progressing through labor, they tend to intervene more often. And interventions can be pain medication. It can be, um, you know, inducing you. It can be, and I'm not saying I won't have those interventions. I don't know. But um, research shows the earlier you go to the hospital, the more interventions you're going to have. Um, for me, I want things to progress as naturally as possible, hopefully as quickly as possible, which is to be determined, but they all, our hospital also encourages an active labor. So when you are admitted, you have free reign over your room. So something we see, you know, in the movies on TV is women sit in a hospital bed while they're laboring. In reality, labor is an active process where you should be moving around, you should be, you know, lunging, you should be in a squat position, you should be in a leaning position. Um, our, has, our hospital has tubs. If you want to get into the tub, you can labor in the tub. You can labor. They have um, tools and props that you can use. And you're supposed to change positions every 30 minutes to help progress through labor, um, which is this is a kind of a whole new world for me because I envisioned, OK, your water breaks, you rush to the hospital, you sit in a bed, you get an epidural and then you have this baby. And really, I mean, labor can be a long process. It can be 12, 24 hours in some cases. But it's it's not what I pictured at all. Yeah, it's very different in real life. And until you've probably gone through it or actually have experience with it somehow. You don't know. Yes. But hmm. what you were saying about the breath work and what we were talking about with breathing is like early labor. It's like those belly breaths, like the parasympathetic hmm. breathing is really important. Hmm. And then there's a transition stage in pregnancy where you do the more Lamaze type breathing, where it's shallow breaths. And that's when the baby is like dropping and you're getting ready to deliver, but you don't want to bear down and push yet. But you kind of feel like you want to. So that's where you go like, yeah. You kind of do those tight breathings. <laughs> but what you're doing is you're trying to present, prevent yourself from pushing just yet. Yeah. And then once you're dilated all the way, you do what's called J breathing, where you like breathe in, you take a big breath in. And then when you breathe out, um, some women will make like like a, a moan or a groan sound. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to push your breath down 
and out. And you almost want to scoop your breath out. So you're imagining your breath going like straight down your spine into your pelvis and you're trying to use it to like scoop the baby out. And that's how they describe it as a J or a scoop. So it's just, it's interesting. And that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest reason Uh, for like taking advantage of meditation and tuning into breath work right now. Yeah. I think that's so smart. Yeah. You're spot on. It sounds like, right? I've never been through this, but I think what you're doing sounds like what everybody should do. There's, it's when they're about to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because, again, I don't think I'll ever feel prepared because this is, this is our first child. I don't know what it's going to feel like. Normally, your the way you imagine it's going to go is not how it's actually goes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's scary in that sense because there is so much uncertainty. And I'm I'm the type of person again where I'm like, man, we did these pregnancy classes, like I kind of understand, but I feel like I should be doing more. Like I should be taking more classes, I should be reading more books, but I I'm not. I'm like, you know what? I at some point I have to kind of let it go and just kind of tune into my body. And again, that's where the meditation comes in. I'm like, the more I can tune into my body, my intuition, my breathing, I think the better, the better by obsessing over like, oh, these are all the books I didn't read. These are all the classes I didn't take. It like stresses me out. Yeah, totally. I mean, you could think we've, the human race has been having babies for right. fucking knows how long. <laughs> Body's pretty good at what it's supposed to do, regardless mm-hmm. of what we think or what era we're in. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, you're going to do great. I believe in you and you're going to breathe and all this meditation, all this shit's going to, all this stuff is going to pay off and you're going to have beautiful little Teddy Roosevelt Mueller (laughs) ready to take on the world. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it helps, honestly, it helps to have a really good partner with you. I mean, Corey, Hmm. we talked a lot, you know, going through our baby classes of what I might need during labor and delivery? The answer is, I don't really know. Like, he's going to be there. He's going to be by my side. He kind of knows, he knows the breathing, the breath work that I need to be reminded of. He knows to help me change positions every 30 minutes. He knows he has to get me to the hospital. So he's, he's going to be such a supportive partner through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to do good. Yeah. Um, when, okay, great. We, we covered a lot of ground, uh, overall aura ring. If you can use it, uh, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, use it to, uh, dictate your training and see how you feel. But I think the biggest thing that you touched on that I took away is don't be afraid to use your intuition Mm -hmm. because no matter what trackable you're wearing, there is no, uh, pregnancy mode, right? It's just going to give you within reason generalized health statistics not specific to pregnancy so you have to know when to take off a little bit if you need to that's the biggest thing that i took away from this conversation with you um i think that's really really smart and very good advice um so let's put a bow on it we're gonna wrap it up for this week and we appreciate you guys listening um by the time this airs baby boy might already be here um, so we might have some celebrations to do while while you guys are listening. He could be 
living life large as a little baby. So we're looking forward to that most of all. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. And it helps us reach a whole nother plateau of people out there that are looking for improvement in their life and learning and laughing at good stuff here that we all talk about. So iTunes is where you should be at with that. Um, that's all. Connor, this has been great. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah, ditto.